hardships, even at the cost of your life. Strive to uphold the training. Abandon the ten non-virtues, such as killing, and encourage others to do so as well. Express approval of what is consistent with abandoning killing and the others. Merely abandoning the ten non-virtues, you will not discover the supreme path. Practice the six perfections yourself, and encourage others to do so as well. Express approval of what is consistent with all six perfections. Turn away from the arising of arrogance that results from the conduct of virtuous action, such as the six perfections. If you do not realize that ultimate, non-dual perfection is free of extremes, such as virtue to negativity, acceptance to rejection, and hope to fear, even if you practice conditioned virtue, you will not become liberated in this very life. Therefore, do not reference even an atom in all phenomena, positive or negative, conditioned or unconditioned. Nonetheless, wisdom that is not founded on method will not become manifest. It's similar to the harvesting of crops that will not grow without cultivation. If you do not resolutely engage in the meaning of the perfection of wisdom, then even if you engage in generosity, ethical discipline, patience, diligence, and meditative stability, you're like a blind person without a cane. How could you possibly find your way? The meaning of the perfection of wisdom. Do not seek it elsewhere. You have it yourself. That is the meaning of inherent great lucid clarity, not established as an entity or with characteristics. Meditate on recollecting the Buddha naturally clear of thoughts and memories, free of all mental engagement. Outer, inner, gods, demons, samsara, nirvana, appearance, emptiness, and so forth, free of dualistic appearances. Buddha's intent is unmistaken and uncontrived, similar, for example, to the expanse of space. The most sublime method is to blend space and awareness. At the times of mixing space and awareness, things and characteristics, rejecting and accepting, fixation on reference, are naturally cleared up. Abide in the ultimate nature of phenomena without subject-object dualistic fixation. With body and mind thus uncontrived, where empty sky pervades, empty direct awareness also pervades. Rest in the extent of the great pervasive expanse. At that time, there's an experience of awareness free of basis or root. Awareness does not dwell anywhere in the five senses or their objects. Meditate without dualism in the sights of rock houses, cemeteries, haunted places, towns and big cities, caves and secluded caverns. The meaning of the unborn taught by the guru. Practice it during the four daily activities. If it is put into practice this way, the blessings of the perfection of wisdom and the realization that all phenomena are empty will prevent obstacles from arising. How would it be possible for emptiness to pose a threat to emptiness? When the empty nature of phenomena is realized, the sign or characteristic is that externally all objects of the five sense doors form, sound, smell, taste, and touch, are fully illuminated as emptiness. 
inwardly the coarse afflictive emotions and subtle dualistic fixation, although they arise, are self-liberated in non-duality, beyond concern. With that realization, abiding and arising are liberated in the nature of phenomena, like reaching an island of gold. When that person's root life force is severed, there's no need to purposefully sever the eyes and the other five sense doors. Similarly, when the mind itself is severed at the root, all phenomena are realized to be empty. Since it severs the root of mind itself and severs the five toxic emotions, extremes of view, meditational formations, conduct anxiety, and hopes and fears, since it severs all inflation, it is called severance by semantic explanation. Attachment to real things with passion and aggression is the tangible devil. So how should one sever that? Superior, average, or...